talk, talking about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. And I'm Jamie. And this week we're recapping season two, episode 18, A Perfect Wedding. Woo! <laughs> I was trying to think of the song that you walked on the aisle to. Beautiful. Please stop. I'm getting out of hands. Control yourself. Jamie, have you ever cried at a wedding? No. Me either. I don't understand why people get so emotional. Um. I think I've only ever been to like two weddings that I remember though. So you've only been to two weddings. <laughs> I don't have a lot of friends. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I've been at like seven weddings. <laughs> so the first wedding I was like 19. My best friend got married and that was fun. That was cool. I couldn't drink. Obviously I was only 19. Um, I was at another wedding i don't really remember it it kind of felt like a funeral <laughs> oh my god yeah um, i went to i went weird. to a wedding recently that felt like that and it was like i remember looking at my watch and being or my phone i was like it's only eight o'clock <laughs> <laughs> i just i think it must have been wherever we were the venue that they chose it was mm-hmm. like dark i I, yeah. I just felt like i was at a funeral um I went to like one Catholic wedding and I'm pretty sure that the people surrounding me probably thought that I was like going to combust or something. Cause like right while they're everybody. So Catholic weddings are very long. People got a lot to say. They do a lot of talking and up and down and up. And down. I don't know, whatever. Um, I know Jamie, I'm Catholic. I've been to them. Okay. But I'm not. So I went to this one, not knowing what to expect and right in the middle of it, I don't know what happened, but I started having a coughing fit. Oh like I could, <laughs> this giant, beautiful church, <laughs> echoey walls, and I'm trying <laughs> to suppress my coughing fit. I could not, I could not, I could not. I, so I went with a date and uh, it was his friend that got married, the college buddy, I guess. I don't know. It's huge, very nice people. But I'm like, don't ruin this wedding by coughing. Oh my god, I'm probably oh my gonna, god. Like, I don't know, catch fire in this building or something. Were people like turning around looking at you? Um, a little bit, but not really. I was really suppressing it. I was like, you had to be sitting really close to me to be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? But that's it. I don't. I don't think I've been to any other weddings. I can't remember any. So <laughs> I'm gonna be. <laughs> I'm gonna be in one this year. I'm very excited about. It. I gotta go dress shopping and and stuff soon. But um, oh, whose wedding are you gonna be in? My best friend Jamie's. Oh, did you tell me this? I think that I did. I don't remember. Well, it was like two weekends ago. I went down there to Jersey and we went dress shopping, and she found her dress, which was awesome. That so I remember. Yeah, yeah. So she got her dress, and I've been looking around to get an idea for me. But um, well, usually yeah, the bride has good. like an idea of what the bridesmaid should wear, right? So we just know the color theme. Mm-hmm. So like I have a color, I know what color I'm wearing. And she said the style wise is up to us, which is nice. So I got liberties. I just need to find one that fits the scene. It's going to be really pretty. I'm really excited. 
Um, yeah, good. It's gonna be cute and small. Weddings are fun when you're like yeah. in the mood to go to them. I remember I um I was supposed to go to somebody's wedding, like an old friend. And I don't know. I think I just didn't have money and I just didn't have like the funds to just go. And I felt bad. Mm-hmm. It was sort of like a last minute thing too. And I felt so bad about it because I've never not not gone to a wedding. Yeah. I think we were just having like really hard times and I just didn't go and I felt so bad about it but I don't feel bad about like destination weddings like if I can't go to that oh, yeah you can't go you can't go my cousin's getting married this year and uh, I believe it's in Texas so I have to figure that out I've never been oh. on a plane before Jesus so. really <laughs> tell me I've that never been on, I've never been on an airplane no wow I've never gone anywhere where I needed to. I could could always drive. Like, I think the furthest west I went was Minnesota and we drove. So I've never, yeah, I would have to fly. (laughs) I've never been on a plane. I'm scared. (laughs) No, flying is easy. Someone hold my hand. What's annoying about flying is if you're not with your friends or whoever you're traveling with, because if you're separated, it makes it so much harder because you're just sitting with complete strangers unless you're traveling alone but the last time we flew we went to florida to see one of justin's old friends and we stayed with him Mm -hmm. for like a couple of days and um it was it was fun because we got like standby tickets because like justin's friend worked for the airline so we got on like last minute but we were able to sit together but on the way back we waited in standby again and our seats were separated so i sat in the middle of these two people and I was trying to be like super like nice. And then the lady started taking advantage of like the seat and like her space and everything else. And I just said, fuck this. And I just sort of like did one of those like, no, it's my armrest. I'm putting my, my arm, you know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. I don't know. I get to like stressed out anymore with going to like the airport. Cause you gotta like go through every, like the um, metal detectors. They have to check everything. It's like, it's such a hassle. And I remember when we were at the airport, I was, I was so tired, first of all, because we got up so early to go. And I was just really just over it. I was like, I got to take my fucking shoes off. And like, I got to take my belt off. I was like, why did I wear all these stupid clothes? I should have just wore something comfortable. But should have just gone naked. No, I, um, I should have just wore sweatpants. I mean, I feel like it would be definitely a comfort to have at least one person with you while you ride it. And I want a window seat. Um, But mostly I think I would be okay if I was by myself with a window seat and my earbuds. And that would be totally fine because I I like to zone out and just stare off and be in my own little head. But sometimes I don't want to be in my own little head. don't know. I've never been on a plane though. I'm turbulence. What's that like? Is it like really bad? I'd probably have like a heart attack. No, or an anxiety attack. Through, like, Somebody really would have to get turbulence. me in like, a paper bag to breathe in because I'd be like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I lost my luggage one time. That that pissed me off. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it was our last trip coming back from North Carolina. Um, no, it wasn't our last trip because I, I drove our last trip. So it was like the it was the last trip we went to when we did um Dawson's Creek and we came back. Or when we got there, they lost my luck. No, they lost my luggage when I was coming home because um, it wasn't on the, what's it called? The belt when I was going back to pick up my stuff. And they said, well, we'll deliver it when we get it. We'll bring it back to your house. And somebody did. 
And I was so, I was surprised, but I was like, I cannot believe that they lost my luggage. Like you never think like shit, like that's going to happen to you. And then it does. So. Oh yeah. Well, apparently it's a common thing. Yeah, it is. And I was shocked. I was so happy though that I got, that I got everything back. I have to figure out how they would do it on like, like how big the carry-on can be. Cause I will fit everything on a (laughs) carry-on. Well, I always say your carry-on just, I always just bring like a backpack and I just try to make sure I have like a change of clothes in it just in case. And like, I always pack like underwear in it and socks and um, just like stuff like that. I mean, I don't need a suitcase. I can literally fit all of those things in a backpack. Well, you can do that with your carry-on, but like everything else just put in your suitcase. But I would always make sure I had just important things in my carry-on just in case I needed it so I don't know it's like what I always learned to do when I would travel when I was no that's smart because at least the carry-on you know is not going to get lost because you're carrying it yeah and then I would be like well as soon as I get to where I have to go I'll just go buy more stuff which is annoying but I'm like an overpacker I always bring way more stuff than I have to even when we go down the shore I I do but I always bring more stuff it's so annoying well, I, I have my list. In the closet and all my stuff is still hanging up. <laughs> I, I make my list and I pack with everything. And then I sit there going, huh, I feel like I'm missing things. And then I start adding random. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I might need this. Oh, I might need that. Like, no, I just need to stop. I don't need anything. <laughs> well, I'm not somebody who can plan out my days with what I'm going to wear. I'm not going to be like, I'm going to wear that. on Oh, Monday. no, no, no. I'm going to no, wear no. that on Tuesday. Oh, no. Because <laughs> more than likely, I'm, I'm going to end up wearing the same fucking shorts every day of the week. <laughs> And because I'm comfortable and second, I'm going to dress as I feel. And right. like, I can't say I'm going to wear this specific outfit on that Who day. Like, I mean, people might do that. I just look I at the can't. weather and I say, okay, I'm going to bring like two t-shirts, two long sleeves, two hoodies, because I love hoodies and I probably would probably be wearing one. So that's like three hoodies that I'd be bringing jeans, my, my leggings, um, and maybe like a blouse and some nice pants and like I, I wear my my chucks all the time so like obviously my, my converse sneakers I'd just be wearing and then I might have like my boots or something so uh what have you been up to this week nothing much I've been um really just busy with work I've been working a lot Jamie just a lot of like overtime trying to get shit done but um over the weekend I I've been watching this show called the sinner on netflix Mm. justin got me into it it's three seasons right now on netflix and every season's like a different story but it stars bill pullman he's the president from independence day oh okay okay he plays like a detective and he's he works every case and the first season star jessica beale which was very interesting and i was like i haven't seen jessica beale on anything lately which thought she was good in this and then the second season was really good and now i'm just finishing up the third season i'm like halfway through the third season which has um matt bomer in it bomar bomer i don't know how you say his name he's handsome i don't think i like this season the most it's like my least favorite i mm. i really liked the first season and the second season went in a totally different direction that i wasn't expecting and i enjoyed it but this season it's a little weird so but it's a good show i like it good but other than that i haven't really been doing anything just catching up on my housewives well what about you what's new with you so my mom came and visited on friday and it was so funny i um terry wasn't home yet he was working so i you know 
turned on the lights and I turned on my stereo and I put on Spotify. So I was listening to BTS. That's what I was listening to <laughs> while I was cleaning. Uh, so I was like, I was just about finishing up cleaning and they, they came, my mom and my cousin, my mom's cousin, my second cousin. I don't know. They came. Um, I like left the back door open because I was still finishing up what I was doing. So they came in and blasting BTS <laughs> and dancing while cleaning, you know, and singing while well, singing what I can of the songs and humming the rest. Um, <laughs> and, you know, my mom and Kelly walk in and they start dancing too. <laughs> so they like it. You know what I mean? They're like, this is really cool. Like they, they like it. And then they kind of got they got stop moving for a second because now they're listening you know what I mean first you know the beat lures you in and then they're listening to it and they kind of give me like a quizzical look and I'm like they're Korean (laughs) it's not in English (laughs) and then you know some words were coming in they're like yep but this is really good I'm like right really good so I got my mom and uh cousin to listen to BTS and they seemed to enjoy it that made me happy um I made a delicious ham on Saturday so good we went to an RV show um so that was fun we're in like this giant giant warehouse going in and out of RVs and checking them out and some of them I just want to like live in like who needs a house i'm gonna just put it on wheels and drive around the country i People guess do I, that now. I know it's uh it's really cool so that, that was fun though to see all the things i can't have um <laughs> i really liked being in like the bus ones because like for a second you kind of feel like a celebrity like oh this is what the celebrities feel like <laughs> like uh-huh. you know and they have these tour buses that they're you know riding around in um oh well, i'm sure those are probably customized and much oh, yeah um what else i started binging the show called nevertheless on netflix and it's fantastic i love <laughs> it so much <laughs> so i'm obsessed with that and um i'm trying to give the uh, motivation and the attention span to read this book it's called daughter of the moon goddess and i mm. think it's like like a chinese fairy tale retelling it's I'm a big sure. book it's not that big to you maybe it's like 500 pages <laughs> this is this is nothing let me let no. me go pick up my 1200 page book real quick oh my god uh but um i don't know it I, i'm a couple chapters in i just haven't had a lot of time and energy to read which makes no sense because i watch you know these k dramas that are not in english and i'm reading subtitles but hey there's moving pictures and people so i guess that's the difference well you're just in the mood to watch tv that's all yeah it's it's uh, yeah i've been binging and that's all my netflixes are these these uh asian shows i guess i don't know all these k dramas it's mostly k dramas now and I'm loving it. Terry hates going on my Netflix because he can't <laughs> find any of his shows. <laughs> well, tell tell him to start his own. Uh, well, he has his own profile, but Netflix yeah. Netflix knows who pays the bill, so <laughs> they yeah, cater I to pay me. The bill in all of them, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, same. But Netflix it caters to me. It's you know, it's all what I watch. Mine's all true crime stuff. Oh, you know what I watched on Netflix last weekend? A hmm. show called worst roommate or something like that Hmm. oh it was so creepy it's about like there was a guy who was it was set in philly Mm -hmm. um he was a squatter like a professional squatter 
and he like destroyed people's lives because he wouldn't he wouldn't leave their house and he somehow ended up being like the tenant of like they would have to leave and he would get like court orders and stuff oh it was so ridiculous and like when i watched it i was getting so angry but um the end result was not so good for him Hmm. so if anybody's interested in that check that out it's crazy we went to um, a, a dinner, like a friend dinner thing on Sunday. Oh, this is the other thing I wanted to say. And somehow it got brought up about the shows and stuff that I've been watching and how I've been kind of like slowly it up? a little bit of Japanese. I don't remember. Did you bring um, it up? <laughs> I mean, I probably brought up the Japanese thing, but I didn't, I don't remember if I brought up the K-Draw. I don't know. I probably brought it up. <laughs> it was probably me. I don't know. I might have had a glass of wine and a beer or two, but <laughs> I wasn't there, Jamie. I think you brought it up because <laughs> I'm excited about it. Well, anyways, they asked me to speak Japanese, so I completely introduced myself. <laughs> like you did your basic nice to thing. meet you. Hello, my I am, and you know, you know, whatever. Like the whole thing and. <laughs> it was awesome terry made me repeat it like three times he thought it was so great oh my god that's so funny <laughs> i think he liked it <laughs> that's funny He's like, say it again <laughs> you're turning them on <laughs> i must have i don't know like oh my god <laughs> calm down we're you know not alone <laughs> <laughs> we're not alone <laughs> it's a lot of fun to say i don't know I didn't think that learning a new language would be fun, but it kind of is. I couldn't do it. Maybe honestly. because I don't have a teacher breathing down my neck and I'm not taking tests. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Because if if I had that, I would not be interested at all. All right. So Dawson's Creek, because I'm just going to keep talking about this. This is how excited this I am. This is now a Jamie Learns Japanese podcast. <laughs> Jamie Learns Japanese podcast <laughs> featuring... Dawson's Creek and books. <laughs> Wait, isn't there a song about that? I think I'm turning Japanese. I think I'm turning oh, Japanese. Yeah. I really think so. I think that's what it is. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. It's a song. Well, what did you think of the episode? Did you enjoy it? I did. As things were happening, as the events were starting to unravel, I was starting to remember what happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm so sad. Happy was, was so pretty. It was also really funny. I have to say, like, I totally remembered when I watched it, how Abby dies and stuff. And I mean, the last thing that she says was really funny before she falls. She's like, oh, that really fucking hurt you, bitch. <laughs> she, and, and then she's she like, falls. <laughs> <laughs> you know, champagne bottle goes you know, like flying with her. I mean, it's tragic. It's totally tragic. Yeah. And fact that jen had to experience that by her like she was by herself yeah she got she dove in after her um but then it was too late and she probably dragged her out on her own oh my god until like help could arrive i couldn't even imagine what she may have gone through probably trying to do like cpr or something i we don't know no at least in this episode i don't know if it gets brought up later about the events that happened that we missed between her falling and then you know the ambulance at the end scene um but it's traumatic to go through something like that for, you know, your friend. Yeah. I'm, that, I'm and sure. Jen had no support system. She was by herself. Yeah. That was the whole point of her, her like storyline this episode. She was like, I don't feel like I'm a part of the group and the best I times I I'm have. Kind of mad, I'm, mad at the, I'm mad at the group for that too. Yeah. I don't understand that either. 
I but thought she's not around. I know. I know. My favorite part was Joey having like mental breakdown throughout the whole wedding. <laughs> and Bessie comes in at one point. She was like, so high strung and <laughs> Bessie's like, everything's <laughs> fine. Like calm the fuck down. <laughs> I know. She's so blase about everything. And then you've got Joey who's just like a mental case. I don't know. She's just so stressed. She's like, dad just can't come back in the town. We're ruined. His wedding's ruined. He's not helping anything. He can't just make everything okay. Bessie, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. She's like, you are already having it. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, she just, I think she was also dealing with like, what's going to happen with the town when they realize he's back and all the drama that's going to cause and they still have their own issues. So like, I understood where she was coming from, but she was freaking out. (laughs) The amount of caring that these kids do in regards to like how people see them or it's like it blows my mind like I would give two fucks if somebody if my dad came home from prison and I we were like catering a a fancy wedding why would they hire them to begin with small town i don't know <laughs> you know what i mean and i know that was kind of funny if this was what does she call them she called them the blue bloods of cave side or the blue collars of cave side yeah. or whatever and like of all of the restaurants that they could have got to cater they chose um help me out who did they choose where they catered it Oh, the ice house. <laughs> Thank you. That's the word that was escaping. You distracted me and I lost my train of thought, Lena. Um, yeah, so they chose the ice house. Well, they probably like, I mean, I'm sure ice house isn't the only restaurant, let alone one with a catering service. I know. But whatever. They came up with a plan to cater mm-hmm. that morning and then they got a catering job. So so convenient. How convenient. Yeah. <laughs> must be those connections yeah i liked it i um i honestly didn't remember anything with the bride and jack i forgot about the bride trying to flee i remembered the cake i didn't remember any of that i remembered the cake thing i forgot the cake thing until i saw andy and um pacey walking with the cart and i'm like oh that's right she knocks the cake over and then pacey spends most of his time trying to put it back together i don't remember any of that the only thing I remembered that Joey and Dawson sort of get back together. That's the only thing I really remember. And that, yeah, I forgot about that. Abby dies. So <clears throat> I forgot about the, um, the Joey and Dawson thing, but I think mostly because it was so minuscule compared to everything else that was happening. And I'm pretty sure it's not going to last much longer anyways, maybe a couple episodes again. It's not going to last. You know what I did like in this episode? I was like getting really into Jack in this episode. I have to tell you. He saved I, the day a couple of times, man. Not even not even that. Jack has some uh, great wisdom. He's very wise. <laughs> no, I'm just saying I thought he was really cute in this episode. And I don't find oh. look, I don't find any of these guys attractive at all. Like they're not my type. I'm sorry. I don't I don't I think Joshua Jackson's handsome. I think they're all very handsome now, but looking at them then, I just don't see it. But um, I was watching Jack and I was like, he is so cute. And in the scene where he's asking the guys to be servers for the wedding, uh, they had him look so handsome. And I was like, wow, I think I like Kurt Smith. <laughs> he, looks, he looks pretty good when he's wearing like the tux and everything. Like he dresses up real pretty. I liked his outfit that he was wearing to school that day. He had like. I don't uh, know what he was wearing. 
I like his green jacket with the white stripe on. I swear I had like a jacket like that. He's dressing better, basically. So and he's got dippity do in his hair. <laughs> <laughs> you get gay, you get style. <laughs> and I mean, he's proven that point because he's getting a little bit stylish each and every time. And his wisdom, like he completely changed a corner on his wisdom. I mean, I feel like he always had like good, like good um, yeah, responses to things. Smart. Yeah, he's got good responses for stuff, but he really, uh, really shows himself this time with comforting Joey and then the bride. Um, mm. Even Dawson towards the end. Yeah, even Dawson. Like he's very, he's very wise for his age. Yeah, and like, like what he was saying is like, it was, it was like real advice. You know what I mean? Something you would hope that they would tell you when you were getting cold feet and about to climb out a window. I was like, this lady needs to just leave. <laughs> like, this I know. Lady needs to not get married. <laughs> she was like having a meltdown. Oh, like a major meltdown. It was ridiculous. Did you find it weird? Like she was sobbing one minute and then when, then she would stop and lift her head up and have like a normal conversation. You wouldn't even know she was like really sobbing. And then she starts sobbing again. I'm like, yeah. Whoo, she's a little nuts. <laughs> 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 she's extreme. Um, yeah well let's just get into it i don't know i was starting to enjoy that way that we were just doing it <laughs> we just started talking our episodes would be like 10 minutes long <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what you like that's what i like too all right thanks bye <laughs> so, thanks for coming to our <laughs> podcast today we spent 40 minutes talking about k-dramas <laughs> and 10 minutes talking about dawson's creek <laughs> exactly all right I don't care. Um, All right. Let's get into this episode, Jamie. Yes. Let's. How do you say okay in Japanese? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right. <laughs> so we are recapping season two, episode 18, A Perfect Wedding. This aired April 28th, 1999, directed by Gregory Prang and written by Mike White. All right, so we open in Dawson's bedroom and he's watching the end of Creek Days with Gail and they cut to the scene of Devin rowing away again where she's like in like a total state of euphoria where she's just yeah. rowing the boat. Rowing her little boat. <laughs> it's so funny. Row, um, row, row your boat gently <laughs> down the creek. Creek. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like what else is so Gal is impressed. She says it was moving. It was funny. It was real. And he's like, you're just saying this because you're my mom. And she tells him that he's incredibly talented. And he tells her that she's incredibly biased. And he says that he had a distinct, clear vision for this movie. He saw every moment. He heard every bit of dialogue. He says he guesses he just failed to translate his vision onto film. And he says, what about all the visions that he has for his future? What if he can't bring those to life either? So Gal says, the trick is, is to stay tenacious and to not let any minor setback derail your vision. And he's like, well, I guess I could re-edit it. Editing is always a good thing. <laughs> like, if you like think you didn't take something, like you maybe should take something out and you're like, you're like, no, I'm keeping that in. And you go back and listen to it again. And you're, you're still thinking about it, you should probably take it out. <laughs> just, just take it out. Just you can use it as a blooper out. later. It's okay. Yeah. 
So Gal says, you know, your movie it might not be Citizen Kane, but it isn't Bride of Chucky either. And I was a little hurt that she said that. I knew I you were going to be hurt about that. I <laughs> Bride of Chucky thought, is a good movie. <laughs> I thought it was funny because we already know how Jamie doesn't like Chucky. <laughs> so Chucky, the doll of Chucky. <laughs> the doll of Chucky. Jamie doesn't fuss with the redheaded demon child, okay? Mm-mm. Well, I think it's funny that they use the Bride of Chucky because the actor that was in last week's episode, Psychic Friends, was in Bride of Chucky. It's so funny. Oh, well, they Colin, probably did it on purpose. Yeah, probably. So Dawson mentions that the way his film teacher described it, it was the worst, most offensive piece of junk ever captured on film. And Gal tells him that that's just one person's opinion. And I said, yeah, and she's a fucking asshole anyway. So Gal asks how Mitch is enjoying his new job. And Dawson tells her he thinks that he's enjoying it except it's weird seeing him in the teacher's lounge consorting with the enemy. He says, you really miss him, don't you? And she says, yeah, more than ever. And Gal looks so cute. She's so like, Gal she, does so... Really, she looks very comfortable. Yeah. And I later feel like every time wedding... she looks really comfortable. Oh, she looks hot at the wedding. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of their hair, but the woman has a bod. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> says that. I do, apparently. Bod. Mary Morgan. <laughs> You got a hot bod. (laughs) What decade are we in? 1999. Almost the millennium. (laughs) So yeah, she says she misses him more than ever. So Dawson tells her that if she knows what she wants, then she should take her own advice. She's like, maybe. And she leaves his room. We cut to a quick scene of Dawson's face. And then we get the opening credits. So now we're at Joey Shack the potter shack and we see joey's waking up to find her father cooking breakfast and he says he's happy to be home and that he never thought making breakfast for his daughters would make him so happy i was like what a rude thing to say (laughs) i mean did he not make them breakfast when he was kids or was he just like out dealing drugs all 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 day or maybe he was just happy he wasn't in prison and can actually do it yeah i guess that's another way to put it (laughs) (laughs) I think he's just happy to be home where he can do these things. Because <laughs> obviously for the last several years, he couldn't, Stephen. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so she tells him that she was sure to wake up and discover that last night was all a dream, a dream, a dream. And he says, it's not a dream. It's all over. And he's not going anywhere ever again. Um, what is that called? Because he's going to eventually leave. What is that called? I can't think of it. I know. Foreshadowing. Yeah, that's the word. I'm like, premonition? No, that's not right. <laughs> Foreshad- that's foreshadowing, yes. That's a little bit of foreshadowing right there. So we see Bessie come into the kitchen. She's got her baby on her hip. And she mentions to her father that with the catering and them expanding their hours, their finances will be straightened out in no time. And Joey is doing a lot of, Katie Holmes is doing a, lot of face acting again because she's like what are they talking about um their dad says that he was up all morning with bessie scheming up ways to turn a profit at the restaurant i was like well of course he was he's a criminal so then bessie says her pan her friend pam is getting married and on saturday and that the caterer fell through so oh that explains it i forgot that it was bessie's friend and not just some random blue blood (laughs) Well, I didn't understand why Bessie was not invited to the wedding. <laughs> it's her friend. 
Yeah, I find it odd that Bessie would have people that are high collared. Maybe they went. To but then again, together. what is high collared in Cape Side? Maybe it's just the the lawyers and the teachers. I don't know either. I think I feel like everybody's rich there, <laughs> except for the Potters. Apparently not. <laughs> right. <laughs> then you've got the Potters in a shack. We just live on the wrong side of the creek. The two young girl living on the wrong side of the creek with my father, with, the criminal. <laughs> with the baby daddy who's never around. I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ, writers. Way to like make it a statistic. Jesus. <laughs> so messed up. So their dad cuts in and cuts Bessie off and he says, and the ice house to the rescue. I'm just going to say it now. I don't like the actor who plays their father. I hate the way he delivers his lines. It's so like corny to me. I just um, don't. He's got like I a sad face. Like he's just sad. It just looks like his face is saggy. <laughs> saggy or sad? Sad's better. He doesn't know I how to know. smile. <laughs> no, maybe that's what it is. He's got a lot of frown lines, yeah. but um, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I didn't like him either. Honestly, yeah, he's, he's like annoying. It's not like he lasts long. He'll be back in prison by the end of the season. So, yeah, that's true. Um, so Bessie asks Joey if um, she can ask her friend to be servers. And she says, sure. Uh, we see the dad take baby Alexander. He's so cute. Honestly, didn't even pay attention to the baby. No. <laughs> didn't even notice. I did. And adorable. I heard the baby, like the sound effects, unless it was really the baby, like being just talkative. I don't know. But Bessie says that this is exciting. And she says they're finally on their way of getting out of debt. So Joey asks Bessie if this is if this is a good idea and that they're not an upscale catering business. They grill cheeseburgers. And Bessie tells her not to worry. And with their dad's help, they'll be fine. Um, so then he walks in and he says, we're potters, we're quick studies and we always land on our feet. <laughs> I was like, it's always like the guy that gets out of prison who comes up with these like one-liners about who his family is when he barely even knows them. I know. <laughs> we're potters. Where have you been, dad? I know. Yeah, you definitely landed on your two feet, didn't you? <laughs> in Let's jail. Don't drop the soap. <laughs> oh my God, Jamie. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Cut that out. <laughs> Jamie, that was so offensive. Probably. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like yeah, times, times change. You can't monitor how people talk. I don't know. I'm not hip with the 411 with the kids these days. I rely on other people to keep me mm. current because I'm still saying dude all the time. <laughs> say dude. Dude. So he tells Joey that he's the father. It's his job to do all the worrying, and her days of worrying are over. So he hugs her and he tells her how much he misses her. And she hugs him back and she says the same thing. And he says, we're a family again. Everything's going to be fine. It was like famous last words. So now we're at Cape Side High. We're at the high school. And Joey's with Jack. He's asking her since when do they do catering? And I guess I've missed that. I guess Joey was telling him about the wedding. And he's like, since when do we do catering? And she's like, since my father came home from prison and took over the ice house. So now her like true feelings are coming out about how she feels about her father find it a little weird that he literally came home from prison and the next day he took over the ice house he just took over a business i feel like that's something only mafia people do i thought it was weird that he went right to their house don't you have to go to like a halfway house when you get out of prison i don't know how um 
I, I think it depends on how he gets out and the reason. Oh, I don't know nothing about it. I have to look it up, but I just thought that was a little weird. I kept thinking about but, that. I was like, but when do you go no, to like house? not necessarily. I think it, it depends on. Um, there's a couple of different factors, like how he got out. But no, no, not prison. I think you're. I think you're. I think you're thinking of like drug addicts. <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> I just think it's funny because it's like yeah it's like he was never in prison like he gets out of prison he's back home making breakfast holding the baby working at the ice house setting up a catering job like he really had this plan in prison didn't he and it's like coming to fruition he's like i'm gonna be a father again (laughs) it's so weird it's not realistic to me no i feel like if he just got out of prison he'd be trying to acclimate a lot differently than just jumping right into things you went head first yeah i mean definitely acclimating and <laughs> i uh, i don't know i don't know I mean, mike potter nice is a different kind of guy i guess, I guess so he, he's like he's a potter prison? he stands on his feet I, w- I went to prison for three years i think that's what they said Psh, those small potatoes honey i'm home wait what did he say he says <laughs> we're potters we're quick studies and we always land on our feet <laughs> He's like, I'm going to prove it. <laughs> he is not a quick study when he keeps making the same mistakes over and over again. I'm just yeah, saying he's just, just called, an idiot. That's just, yeah, Stupidity. that's called being stupid. Yeah. He's dumb. We'll learn that later. So, I know. So yeah, Joey's talking to Jack about how her dad just took over the ice house. And she says that she walked home and found her dad standing on her front porch. So Jack's like, you must be thrilled. And she says it's weird. Like she's been broadsided by a bus, a happy bus just reeling from the shock i guess that's what she, i think it's like i think you're broadsided by a happy bus if you get broadsided <laughs> by a bus you're in trouble i don't care if the bus is happy if you get broadsided by a bus you might have a nice settlement out of it <laughs> or, you're, or you're dead or i you're mean dead. i don't <laughs> there went my leg oh god oh, my toes are you know pulverized i don't know but so she's like i feel like i've been hit by a bus because my dad's home and everything's like different and now i have to deal with this new change and this new energy that he's bringing into our house you know where is he gonna sleep they already have a hard enough time with with the bed situation in that shack he sleeps in the kitchen i think (laughs) he's on the kitchen floor (laughs) you know because joey has the living room right where it's like the couch turns into a bed uh-huh. And the only bedroom Bessie has, uh, well, no, she doesn't. I think Bessie sleeps somewhere else and the baby's got his own nursery. All right, we can't get into this. <laughs> we'll talk about it for an hour. <laughs> I can't because the whole scene that they were in the kitchen and they kept showing like the living room area, I kept thinking, wait, there's a vanity with a chair in the living room. <laughs> and is that Joey's pullout bed? So then, yeah, I even thought, where did he sleep? And then the other bedrooms, Alexander's, and then there's a bathroom in Alexander's bedroom. And it's like, it's weird. Anyway. Bessie sleeps in the closet. (laughs) She sleeps at the ice house. (laughs) I don't know what's happening. Yeah. But anyways. (laughs) So Jack's like, something's wrong. And Joey looks like terrified. So they go to sit down on a bench and Joey tells them that she was lying in bed. She couldn't sleep. She was shaking. And she says she had a pit in her stomach the size of a grenade. She saw her dad one time in three years. And she says, we can't just pick up where we left off. She says that the catering plan is compelling her anxiety. 
all the blue bloods of Cape Side are going to be at this wedding. It's not the most low profile way for her dad to reemerge into society. And Jack agrees and says, maybe she should let her father know that these catering plans are ill-conceived. And she tells her that she needs to deal with the reunion with her father on a personal level. And she's like, you should have seen Bessie's face. She was so excited. I just don't want to rain on her parade. And Jack says, don't worry, I'll be there. Cut to Dawson and Pacey walking together down the school hallway. And Dawson's talking about his film because it's like all he talks about. So then they stop and they notice Mitch in like the principal's office or whatever, or like the office with uh, Nicole Kennedy. I think that's, is it the office or is that supposed to be like the student teacher lounge? I thought it was, I thought it was like the office. It did have like an office-y vibe to it. Yeah. Like, Maybe I they felt were like, like there the was like, guidance counselor's office or something. I don't know. I felt like there was like a receptionist behind the that counter that where they were standing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So they catch them talking, and Dawson says that it's bad enough that his parents were separated and that his mother's heartbroken, but does he really need to be subjected to this? And Pacey's like, Well, she does have certain assets. And Dawson's like, give me a fucking break, dude. Like this woman hates me and my film and now she's banging my father like be on my side pacey <laughs> like <laughs> choose your lane <laughs> choose your lane <laughs> so jack comes up to them and mentions that the wedding um is happening saturday and he asks if they want to be servers and he says that it's 60 dollars for the day so pacey says sold for 60 bucks i'd cater your ass <laughs> i was like that was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> And Jack kind of laughs and he says, that won't be necessary. But I was like, I think he really meant that as like an innuendo. It was so funny. Or not like, it wasn't an innuendo. I think Pacey meant it to be funny. Yeah. And for him to take it personal because it was a funny joke. Yeah, I thought it was funny. I was like, wow, he really said that. (laughs) I think it's so funny. Like, I don't have a lot of, um, I don't have a lot of gay guy friends, let alone straight guy friends. But when... Like when I started working at this job, I, I became friendly with a lot of straight guys. And when, um, which is nice because they're not all like fucking toxic and creepy. Right. So whenever we would have conversations like this type of stuff, it always made me laugh because it was never like offensive or anything like that. It was, it would always be like just silly humor. So I like related to Jack in this moment, you know, just being stupid and goofy. So Dawson asks Jack, since when did the Ice House start catering weddings? And he says, well, it's Mr. Potter's brainchild. Dawson's like, what? Mr. Potter? What are you talking about? And Jack tells him that he was paroled yesterday and Dawson looks shocked. Yeah, Dawson's complete reaction to him finding out that uh, Joey's father is out of prison was just, I feel like it was almost over the top. It was so extra. (laughs) He was like, what it was that it was that emoji where the brain's popping out of the head yeah <laughs> exactly what it was and then it was his eyes got real big he's like huh like his his brain just like exploded i don't know well he was well he was so offended that joey didn't come to him first and he was probably so mad because jack knew before he did so right. that's how i took it too but in that moment you can tell that jack was like oh shit He's going to be mad about this now. <laughs> like, I just told him about his best friend's father being out of jail. I know, jail. he did try to like reel it back in. Like, how can I damage control? Damage right. control. 
but you know i mean it's not like dawson ends up getting mad about it he doesn't no i was like i can't i can't go through any more like dawson leary drama with him feeling like he's not important enough (laughs) enjoy potter's life to tell him things so the bell rings and we see dawson just standing there because he's still in shock i wrote he looked really really skinny and it looked like his hair was growing out some more and i was and i think that they filmed this like um what was i gonna say so they must have went on like a short hiatus and then came back because this ended up there was like a pretty big gap in between the last two episodes and this so it was like a couple weeks they must have it was probably like a mid-season break yeah yeah but i thought he looked really skinny in this but that was just my opinion. It's just an observation I made. So we see Jen go into the girl's bathroom and we see Abby standing at the mirror. And I wrote, the mirror has been fixed since Andy threw a textbook at it. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously they'd have to fix it. Could you imagine them just leaving broken glass and said, <laughs> you're fine. Don't touch it. Here's a tetanus Isn't, shot. What did Andy say when she threw the book? I totally forget. I don't remember. Like, I just want to be normal or something like that that. she like Um, snapped a little bit jen asks abby if she can talk and abby says funny i thought we were operating under the misconception that we weren't speaking since dawson's movie wrapped you no longer had any use for me so jen gets annoyed and she says you're right i'll see you later i really don't want to talk to you anyway (laughs) then she starts to leave and abby calls after her and they finally start talking Jen tells her that she woke up feeling frustrated, like she's going crazy and she's bored and she feels like she's going berserk. I was like, she went through this last season too. It was the Friday where she told Dawson that she wanted to do something crazy, like jump out of a plane or um, make out in the middle of the the football field. Yeah, she's very antsy. She's like, (laughs) she's bored. And then they got Saturday detention, remember? Yes. So- Abby tells her that there was once a scientific experiment where they isolated a rat in a small box without any of their little rat toys or stimulation. Eventually, the rat started gnawing off its own feet. And she says, you're the rat. Cape sides the box. Need I say more? Jen says she's tried changing her image. And if nobody's going to accept her, then what's the point in living this pristine, tedious existence? And she tells Abby that some of the best times she's had this past year were with her. And Abby says, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. And Jen says, well, what do rats do on the weekend? And Abby says, I don't know. But you know us rats, we can always sniff out something. I don't know why I wrote that. I wrote, nope, no, 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 no. Oh, uh, because it's the beginning of the end. I guess. And other world as we Oh, we hear, we hear Kiss Me playing again by Sixpence on the Richer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I gotta go with no, no, no. I don't know. I don't know why I wrote that. That was weird. But we hear Kiss Me. And now we are with Pacey and Andy. They're walking outside. He says with their 120 bucks, they can take a road trip to New York, go to dinner, take in a show, have a nice romantic carriage ride through the park. And Andy says on 120 bucks, what decade do you think we're living in? (laughs) And Pacey says, all right, well, if not New York, how about a nice evening in Cape Side? So Andy tells them that she hates weddings. They're too maudlin and sentimental for her. I wrote, they're having lunch. And Pacey says, too sentimental for the girl who cried during a Nike commercial. She says, but she draws the line at weddings. And he says that the institution of marriage is an antiquated concept. Can I tell you how much I love the word antiquated? (laughs) 
It's a fun word to say. And it is. I like using it any chance I can. So fancy. She says, if people want to stay together, they should do so by choice. And all those sweeping vows and public ceremony just set people up for failure. So Pacey tells her she's never been to a wedding with him. He says, if you still feel this exact way after this wedding, you can keep all the money. So she says that she's been itching to buy a brand new pair of Nikes that she just saw advertised. And he says, your days as a wedding cynic are numbered. So they cheers their water bottles. And Andy says, we'll see about that. I liked Andy in this episode. I thought she looked cute through the whole thing. I agree. So now we're at the ice house. Joey's dad is asking her to try this new recipe. Um, I think it's like, sam- she says it's salmon with horseradish or something. Yeah, I don't know. Some kind I, think of dip. What I think it's what he's going to serve at the wedding as the main course. So she, she tries it and she's like, it's too much horseradish. But we see Dawson coming up and her dad says, I thought you two would have been an item the last time I saw you. And Joey says, it's a long story. So Joey's dad and Dawson shake hands and he mentions how they're all grown up and it's just amazing. So Dawson lets him know that he's helping out with the wedding and Joey's dad tells Dawson to say hi to his parents for him. And Dawson says that they'll be there so he can say hi to them himself. So then Joey's dad leaves and Dawson says to Joey, wow, your dad's back. How long have you known? And she says it was a total surprise. He says, well, that's got to be a lot to deal with. And she says, she's okay. She was on an emotional overload this morning, but she ran into Jack and with his typically intuitive insight, he was able to calm her down and he looks offended and he's like, oh, great. (laughs) Thanks for that. um, Thanks for that passive aggressive comment, Joey. (laughs) Meanwhile, she didn't even care. (laughs) She didn't even notice what she was saying. She tells him that she was looking for him, but she had to cut out of school early to help out at the ice house. And she asks him, she's like, she's like real frantic. Like she's acting like real frantic. So she's like, try this horseradish encrusted salmon that they're serving at the wedding. And she goes to feed him and the camera pans over and we see, uh, or we hear a Karen gossiping about Joey's dad. And we hear her saying that the man should never be allowed in Cape side again. He's a drug dealer for goodness sake. And we hear her friends say, keep her voice down. So they obviously overhear the women and Dawson just says, well, that's Cape side for you. So then Joey gets all scattered and she thanks him for helping out of the wedding. And she says, she's, I gotta go. I gotta go help. And she like leaves. So now they're at the same location where they have beauty contests that they keep, they said it like a hundred times in this episode. It was like the Athenarium or something like that. Do you remember? Nope. I tuned that part out. It was not important to me. (laughs) I wrote it down later. We see them in the back, like we're, it's the day of the wedding. Joey's in the back giving orders to everyone. Bessie comes out and Joey asks if everything is going to work out okay. And Bessie says, of course it is. She's always positive. So Dawson tries to talk to Joey about the women gossiping. And she says, they're just your average Cape Side ignoramuses. It's bound to happen when your father's an infamous philanderer and drug dealer. <laughs> Say that really fast. <laughs> Dawson's just worried about her. Uh, she does her Joey avoidance speech where she's talking really fast and she says she's fine. The only thing in her mind right now is feeding the hundred guests in the dining room. So she's already like starting to like panic about this stupid wedding, which by the way, like it's not like all they have to do is serve food. <laughs> like that's all they have to do. It's not like they're putting on the wedding. 
<laughs> you know what it's I mean? really funny because like at one point andy basically plays bouncer and yeah <laughs> Jack and Dawson pretty much are guidance counselors for the bride. <laughs> Pacey becomes a, a pastry chef. <laughs> I know, you're right. It's <laughs> uh, funny. Yeah, and Joey's just like having, she. it's like she, it's almost like she's like putting out fires everywhere <laughs> when she's really not. Um, so yeah, so we see Dawson walking around with drinks and we see Gal walk in and I wrote, she looks amazing she asks Dawson if she's seen his father and he says no and she tells him he was right she's taking her own advice and she's getting her husband back so Dawson tells her that she looks beautiful and just when we think that things are going to go well for Gala Mitch in walks Mitch with Nicole Kennedy <laughs> Jesus Mitch so Gala made like- me angry I know, but they were, they've been talking, like, you could totally see it from, like, a mile away. I know, but, like, he, I just, I feel like, I don't know, I don't know how I feel. Don't you think that it's still so early with, with them separating that if they're going to the same wedding, I would have thought that they were invited together. Yeah, I don't. That's what I kept assuming. I, I don't know. I just, I don't know if like it should have been normal for them to just like, hey, by the way, I'm bringing a date, you know? I would have. Exactly. Because that's just like a, you know, well, I just want to It's a proper thing to do. Yeah. Kind of, you know, he blindsides her and that's kind of messed up, but whatever. Yeah. It's very weird of, on his side. He just wanted to walk into the wedding with some hot, hottie toddy teacher. He totally did it on purpose. He wanted to make Gail jealous. You think so? That's what I think. I don't really know. I don't know either. I think part of him wanted to, just to get back at her. Yeah, I definitely think that that's definitely a a possibility. He's a guy. Their relationship is so weird. So we see that Gal looks kind of nervous and Dawson spills a glass of champagne all over himself. Now we're with Pacey and Andy. They're bringing out the cake. He's like going to build it like tier by tier. And he says, isn't this romantic, sweetheart? Can't you just feel the anticipatory excitement in the air? Two young lovers about to, about to be united in the bands of holy matrimony. I think I'm getting goosebumps. How about you? And Andy says, don't push me. I've got a cake knife in my hands. <laughs> so this is when we see Pacey putting the cake together. He says, let's go this. Let's get this over with so we can go out there and watch the ceremony. And Andy tells him that she's not watching it. And he says, of course you are. You can watch it from my lap. <laughs> she says, in your dreams. I didn't understand that. I was like, is, he, is she sitting on his lap watching it? Was it like, was that supposed to be like a sex joke? No, I think it was just. It was weird. I think uh, he was just trying to be funny and lighten her mood. Uh, I don't think it was supposed to be like meant for anything more. You know what I mean? Than just what it was. So Pacey says he wishes that he had money. When his family goes to these things, they all end up wearing polyester and eating fish sticks for appetizers. And the whole thing ends up in a drunken brawl. And he says, when you've got money, you can afford to make moments like this perfect. And Andy says, it may look perfect, but scratch the surface and you'll find estrangement, despair, and dysfunction. She says, at least your family's imperfection reflects reality. My family, we looked perfect, but on the inside, we are falling apart. And he says, you're just a regular Pollyanna today, aren't you? Go easy on the sunshine, sister. (laughs) So Andy's really (laughs) mad now. 
and I kept looking at the cake because it was like shaking from her. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was. It did not look stable to begin with. No, <laughs> it was not a stable cake. So she tells him that she told him that she didn't want to come to this wedding, that it would put her in a bad mood, and that he forced her to come. So now he's going to have to deal with the consequences. So Andy swings her arm back and knocks over the top tier of the cake. And it's now all over the floor. So Joey comes over and sees what happened. And she's just, she pretty much should have just fainted in the scene. It would have been hilarious. Just from the way she was acting. I thought it was, it was kind of obvious the swing was intended for that like I, I don't know it wasn't like a oops and i bought the oops i mean <laughs> it was a really wide swing of her i don't know it bothered me it's fine <laughs> so dawson finds the bride we we see that she's been crying she says that she thinks she's having a heart attack and dawson's like do you want me to get you somebody like are you okay and she says no she wants help getting the window open she's <laughs> she wants to leave she doesn't want to get married um she's she asked him if he can keep a secret she says she's not going through with this because she can't get married and dawson asks her what's the matter like don't you love him and she says she doesn't know what if she marries him and it's the biggest mistake of her life and dawson has no idea what to tell her he just sort of like looks around a lot he does a lot of face acting in this scene as well yeah he's really awkward about it <laughs> i would be too i'd be like uh i'm only getting paid 60 dollars today so i don't really care if you get married or not <laughs> yeah but i'm only 16 years old <laughs> i don't know how you want me to help you so now we cut to jen and abby dancing in jen's bedroom to really loud music and we hear grahams in the background yelling for jen to turn down the music and abby impersonates grams which i thought was hilarious <laughs> i thought it was funny it reminded me of you <laughs> <laughs> She goes, Jennifer, turn that music down now. <laughs> it was really funny. It made me laugh. Yeah, Honestly, I, mean, I liked what they did with this episode because they made Abby likable again and then they ripped your heart out at the end. You're like, oh, all right. I like Abby. This is going to be good. It's going to be good for Jen. And now she's dead and Jen's traumatized. Great. <laughs> what I thought about too between them and their friendship was that you know, Jen's, Jen's missing Abby and their friendship, right? Yeah. But their friendship got very toxic. So if they, if Abby stayed on the show or if her character stayed on the show and they didn't kill her off, I feel like their relationship would have just constantly been up and down, up and down with, with Abby getting nasty and Jen constantly going back and there was there's never any like sincere apologies um it was very relatable because i've had that type of relationship with somebody for a long time and it's like you almost feel like you have that um stockholm syndrome is that what it's called where the victim (laughs) falls in love with their captor yeah yeah, that's Stockholm, basically. Yeah, basically. yeah, but I wouldn't say I fell in love with this person. I just well, felt like no, but they just you're constantly becomes just, all they know. You know what yeah. I mean? It's <laughs> mind manipulation. Yeah, where you're constantly like, "Am I doing something wrong? Am I not like?" <laughs> so weird. It's a weird feeling. So Abby falls on Jen's bed. She says she's bored. So then Jen lays down next to her and she asks. She asks, ask, ask is such a hard word to say. 
Jen lays down next to her and asks her what she wants to do that night. She's determined to have a blast. Abby says that she's in desperate need of the three Bs. Booze, boys, and she can't remember the third B. (laughs) She asks what Dawson and those other lame excuses for teenagers are doing tonight. Jen tells Abby that they're all at a wedding at the Athenaeum, except her. She says, I guess I'm not part of the inner circle. And Abby says, free champagne, older guys in tuxedos, me likes. So Jen says, there's one problem, no invitation. Abby says, lack of invitation never stopped me before. I say we get really dressed up and crash that party. We'll show Dawson and his little clique a wedding they'll never forget. So they're literally going back into what they were doing before when Jen felt like on the outs with them. And she was like friends with Abby. And then they were sort of like, at odds with that with the other team you know what i mean well, yeah because their interests are different i understand that kind of situation that kind of happens because you don't fit in with one click at all times so then you find others and usually those clicks don't get along so um then you kind of bounce back and forth and then there's drama between them because this person doesn't get along with this person but you're friends with both and blah 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 i've been there done that i completely understand the situation um what would your third b be i thought about that that too booze boys and boots i don't know what what else could it be bacon (laughs) <laughs> yeah i wanted bacon today that's funny that you for said me that. probably books <laughs> <laughs> booze boys and books <laughs> booze boys and balls <laughs> boy wait booze boys and boners <laughs> but wouldn't those balls and boners fall under the boy category yeah, technically. <laughs> um i don't know i don't know what my third b would be though Boys, booze, and baloney. <laughs> baloney? I don't know. I have to really think of it. Hmm. You know yours, the books. My book lady. Books. Um, so now we're back at the wedding. Uh, they're still waiting for the bride. Dawson's trying to help her make a decision, but she just keeps crying. So then Jack finds Dawson. Dawson tells him about the bride, how she won't come out. And he's like, we might have to cancel this wedding. Jack says, you want me to talk to her? Dawson says, I really don't think you would do any good right now. I was like, wow, Dawson, way to like (laughs) not help. You have little faith. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I already talked to her. If I couldn't help her, you can't help her. Okay. (laughs) So Jack's like, where is she? And they open the door and she's not there. Then they hear a toilet flush. She was just in the bathroom. She was probably pooping. She probably has diarrhea from her nerves. I know. Oh my God. When I get so nervous, I end up peeing like every five minutes. It's so weird. Like I used to have to go to the bathroom when I would get nervous. But like now I start, I have to pee like all the time. It's weird. Well, I guess it's better than pooping your brains out all the time. And then yeah. straining when you got nothing left in <laughs> the tank. We have to cut this out. Yeah. <laughs> And then like you're constantly wiping and you're just, your ass is just raw. Oh, it's the worst. (laughs) That's why you always have to use moist wipes, butt wipes. Just don't flush them, guys. It's not good for your circles. (laughs) (laughs) My PSA for the day. PSA for the day. And we have to keep it in now. (laughs) (laughs) 
Why are we? Why are we the way we are? I don't know. Because we are. Because we just are. Do we have any philosophers listening to us? <laughs> philosophers. I don't know. I feel like Do you have any a, philosophers? Philosophers. Do you have any falafels listening to us right now? I've never had a falafel, but. <laughs> can't even say it right now and every time i think of it i think of philosopher's stone and that's harry potter and that's not helpful <laughs> oh yeah i never Philos- saw that Philos- Philos- <laughs> i can't speak the word so philosophy huh, that's the word philosophy and that's so, my philosophical question <laughs> So Joey's in the kitchen now. She's having a full-on nervous breakdown. Bessie comes in, cool as a cucumber, and Joey asks where their father is. And Bessie says, why? What's the matter? And she says, the sweating is rapidly becoming a disaster. And she said the same thing about Dawson's birthday party, which wasn't a disaster. No. Only until he came in was it a disaster. So dramatic. So Bessie tells her to calm down. Everything's going to be okay. Like she's being genuine. She's like, calm down, Joey. Like, what is, what is wrong? And Joey says, no, Jack was right. We have enough to deal with having dad back without taking on this wedding. And Bessie tells her that it's not that bad. Everything's under control. We're just experiencing a few glitches. And Joey says, a few glitches? We're going to ruin this wedding and humiliate ourselves yet again in front of all of Capeside. And Bessie tells her that it's not over yet and they can do this. And Bessie says they shouldn't bother their father about it either. And she says, why not? This was his bright idea in the first place. He tore our family apart and he thinks he could just put it back together in, in a day. He can't. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. And we see Bessie just look past Joey. And I was like, oh, he's standing behind her. So, mm-hmm. and then she like runs out of the scene. <laughs> she doesn't even like warn her. She's not like, hey, dad's right there. We see Joey turn around and her dad's standing there with his really sad, saggy face. (laughs) He's melting. He's melting. He's like, I was in prison for three years and that was the worst thing I've heard in my whole entire life. He He just didn't have access to really good moisturizer. I mean, he didn't get a lot of sun either, which should have been a good thing. <laughs> Kian, no moisturizer. He was probably just using the same soap that the bars, the, the same rope. bar of soap he used to wipe his ass. Yeah, the soap on the rope. The soap on the rope. Yeah, that's what he was using on his face. So, but he looks kind of tan to me. Maybe he spent a lot of time outside. I don't know. He just has that. He just has a sad face. Hmm. Um. Those frown lines will get you guys. Everybody smile. I mean, he was in prison. He could be stressed out. Probably. <laughs> Stress. I don't know. I've never been to prison. <laughs> you haven't? <laughs> <laughs> no, Steve. Have you? <laughs> no. I don't want to be in prison. Not what are we one. doing with our lives? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. Um <laughs> So they're still waiting for the bride to come out. Jack and Dawson are with her now and she locked herself in the bathroom. She's, I guess she opens the door at this point. I didn't write that down, but she, she's talking to them now. She's worried that Alan, the groom might not be her soulmate. What if her soulmate is still out there 
and she's just giving up her chance for perfect love. And Jack tells her that she'll spend her whole life looking for the perfect love, and he guarantees her that she'll never find it. And she starts sobbing again. He says, because love isn't perfect. Everyone's flawed. I'm sure Alan loves you, and that's real. Would you want to walk away from something that's real? A pipe dream that may not exist? And then she finally smiles, and she gives in. And Dawson looks at Jack like he's impressed. So Jack's like, she's suffering from an acute case of the wedding day jitters. It's tradition. And he says, besides, when you walk down the aisle and look into Alan's eyes, all of your fears are just going to dissolve away. And at this point, we see her walking down the aisle. She's finally getting married. Like, fucking finally. Jesus. And Mitch, Mitch looks over (laughs) and he sees Gail. Gail looks super hurt. Um, Dawson looks at Joey. They smile at one another. This is like during the wedding ceremony. Like, it's like a weird montage. It is a really weird montage. We were just seeing faces of what everybody was doing while these two people that don't matter to the plot at all are, you know, exchanging their vows. (laughs) I thought Alan was kind of cute. Not gonna lie. I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, tomato, tomato. So the bride goes up to Jack. Her name is Pam, right? Steven. <laughs> yeah, it's Pam. It has to be Pam because Bessie says her friend Pam is getting married and she needed a caterer. Well, there you go. Well, Why are you gonna, asking me these I'm questions? Gonna prove it. I'm going to prove that that's her name. <laughs> she doesn't matter, Steven. <laughs> I know, but I want to find out. Pam, I want to see who the actress was. She's still acting today. Pam the Bride, Katie Silverstone. Hmm. The last thing she did was one episode of a TV show called Leverage. Hmm. She was in Here's Herbie. She played Mother. Path to 9-11, Without a Trace, Medium, Ghost Whisperer, The Closer, CSI Miami, The L Word, CSI Crime Scene Investigation. So she's one of those that shows up for like an episode or two and then disappears. Yeah, she's like a character actress. Yeah. Really, she's been in a ton, a ton of TV shows. Good for her. Anyway, also, the actor playing Mike Potter is named Gareth Williams. And I think we mentioned his name uh, during season one when he was in the episode where they went to visit him in jail. Mm. He's still acting. The last thing he did was called The Laughing Woo Woo in 2021. He played Dale. Yeah, he's a character actor too. That's why he looks so familiar. He's been in so many things. All right. So, never the lead. How sad for them. Yeah, but he's one of those actors that's always working because he's constantly doing, like, you know, he might get a reoccurring role like he did on this, you know? Yeah. You're right. You're right. I don't know. When I was acting, going to school for acting, whatever you want to call it, um, I was told I would be a good character actor too. And I didn't even know what that meant. And I said, oh, When I found out, I said, oh, that just means that I don't have the type of face (laughs) that would make it into like as a series regular. (laughs) I'm I'm more normal and you're more superstar. I thought when they said character actor that it meant like I was uh, like the fat best friend. (laughs) That was like the first thing that came to my mind. (laughs) So the bride goes up to Jack and tells him that She doesn't even know him, but he saved her life. And she thanks him. She kisses him on the cheek and she says she's so happy. So Dawson says, I talked to her for 20 minutes and she wants to jump out the window. 
you come in and save her marriage. How do you do that? And Jack cracks a joke about training with the shaman in the woods. And he says, I don't know. I just know the right thing to say. And Dawson tells him that there was a time when she would come to me. Jack says, who, Joey? Whenever she had exciting news or something to share, she climbed through my window and we talked for hours and hours. So Jack tells him that he shouldn't draw any conclusions from that. He says, I may be friends with her, but you're her soulmate. And Dawson says, but you just told the bride you don't believe in soulmates. And Jack says, I don't believe in perfect love, but I do believe that there are people whose lives are intertwined, a bond that lasts forever. And he says that Joey needs him right now in regards to everything she's going through with her dad being back in the picture. And Dawson says, I know it's so frustrating. I keep trying to reach out to her, but we just can't connect. And Jack tells him that maybe what she needs is for him to force a connection. So Andy and Pacey are trying to fix the cake. It looks so disgusting, Jamie, this cake. It didn't even look like a cake. It just, you know, it kind of reminded me of um, like cornbread. (laughs) Yeah, like corn, like mix before you bake it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cornbread, which made me hungry for cornbread. I wanted some, but you know. I was like, how did this cake turn into mush like this? (laughs) I don't understand. It was like liquefied. I know. So the bride comes uh, in the back where Andy and Pacey are and Andy's blocking her from coming in and Andy tells her that it's bad luck for the bride to see the cake on an empty stomach <laughs> she says why she says because you'll get fat so they say <laughs> and then the bride says that the top layer of the cake represents the marriage you're supposed to put it in the freezer for good luck and eat it on your one-year anniversary I was like wait a minute this bitch was like crying in the, in the bathroom because she didn't want to get married now she's all about like having good luck traditions well it's kind of funny if you think about it because she was so stressed that he wasn't going to be the right one and uh-huh. for them to turn around and the top layer of her you know cake yeah. be destroyed probably would have been a bad omen and she probably would have lost her shit again so i thought it was kind of funny <laughs> well andy says that's an omen if their marriage breaks up that's all our fault and pacey says no that's your fault <laughs> you're the one she he says something about you're the one who was swinging your arm around um she is gesticulating very gesticulating yeah (laughs) and andy says she's going to be horrified when she comes back to cut the cake and this is when they cut the pacey playing with the cake it's just mush and andy says she knew she shouldn't have come to this wedding not only did she wreck the wedding but i placed a curse on their marriage and pacey says will you just settle down he reminds her that she was the one rallying against the empty symbolism and Andy says, but your wedding day is supposed to be perfect. And Pacey says, I knew it. I'm not working on this cake for one more minute until you admit you're a closet wedding romantic. And she says she's not. It's just a bunch of bogus sentimental conventions. So Pacey opens up the door to find the bride and Andy starts freaking out. So she finally admits to liking weddings. She says she's a sucker for taffeta. The sight of the little flower girl makes me weepy. I'm a wedding fanatic. Are you happy? And Pacey just smiles at her. And then he just goes back to fixing the cake. Do you think he believed her in that moment? I don't know. Maybe. I think he knew that she was just saying it to like get him to come back in. I, I still don't think that she is a wedding person. I mean. I do think it's weird that they made Andy not like weddings. When she talked about um, picturing her first time having sex for the first time. Like she had it like all planned out. But she doesn't have her own wedding planned out. Do you know what I mean? 
Well, I think she was definitely in a mood because later she seems to be much better about the wedding and for it. And then she even brings up about her and Pacey, their own wedding. And then Pacey kind of yeah. changes the subject. <laughs> like, what? Uh, no, <laughs> let's change this subject. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. Uh, so now we are back in the kitchen with Joey and her dad. He's putting together like, I don't know what you want to call it. It was like a big table filled with like different platters of food. Like a buffet? <laughs> I don't know. He was in the be? back. He was in the back putting together big buffet platters of seafood buffet platters. I don't fucking know. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> I don't know. He's getting the food together. So he tells her that where there's a will, a potter will find a way. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, how many of these does he have? Mm. He must have been thinking really hard while he was in prison. So he tells her, when you spend three years alone in a prison cell, it can make you monstrously self-absorbed. And he tells her that he never even considered how his presence would affect her. She says that she's really stressed out and that she didn't mean anything by it. Um, by what she said he says whether you did or not you're not wrong and he tells her that they both have been so strong and have done so well and here comes your criminal father back to capeside just to bring you more shame and scandal and she tells him that he can't expect to come back and, and expect everything to be normal again she says things have changed and they need to deal with them as a family before inviting in the malignant scrutiny of total strangers and he tells her again that he's the father and that he's the one who should be protecting her against the realities of the world. And here she is protecting him. And he says, yet again, I'm failing my parental duties. <laughs> so Joey's like, please don't say that. So he leaves. He says he has to go check on the horseradish salmon. <laughs> and Joey's crying. <laughs> so weird. Horseradish <laughs> salmon. I can't I even horseradish salmon when i think salmon i don't think of horseradish no well people put horseradish on their fish i guess but i don't know know. it's not a thing that i do i don't like horseradish so i do Um, i like horseradish no okay so you can so if you mix like horseradish with ketchup it's uh like the sauce that you cocktail sauce it's the cocktail right for your shrimp and i love shrimp so that makes sense. So I can see horseradish being used with seafood. Oh, that's a good point. Right. It's just not my favorite thing. I'd rather just, you know, eat it like a normal part. Not that I don't know. <laughs> Without the horseradish. <laughs> Without the horseradish. Right. Um, so now we see Gail at the bar. Dawson comes up to talk to her. And Gail asks Dawson who the woman is that's with Mitch. And we see that Mitch and Nicole are literally like in her eye line. Like she's right, they're like right in between Gal and Dawson. <laughs> like, like literally in between them. So Dawson tells her that it's his film teacher, the notorious one who thinks this film is insipid. And she's biting her teeth and asks how long that they've been seeing each other. So then we see the two of them walk towards them and Mitch introduces Nicole to Gal. And Nicole just says, it was a really nice wedding, wasn't it? And neither one of them say anything to her. Gal just glares at her and she goes to find her seat. It was a dirty look too. The look she gives is like, <laughs> you homewrecker. <laughs> well, she's not a homewrecker. They're already separated. I know, but come on. She was just annoyed. 
But she went there for the whole purpose of them to get back together or try to get back together. And she didn't expect this, you know. Could you imagine if Mitch ended up marrying Nicole or like being in a really long-term relationship with her and no. Dawson being like, you hated my movie because you're jealous. <laughs> if, she, if she like is jealous over that, could you imagine what else she gets jealous over? He's so mad over Mitch, you make stupid decisions. <laughs> so Dawson pulls Mitch aside to talk. So Mitch tells Dawson that he knows this is awkward, but he didn't know that Dawson was going to be at the wedding. And Dawson says, but you knew mom was going to be here. And Mitch says that Nicole is just a colleague. He enjoys spending time with her. And if his mother doesn't like that, then she could just have to deal with it. He starts to get really loud. And he says that he's allowed to live his life. He tells Dawson that he's not trying to put him in the middle of it. And Dawson says, that's exactly what you're doing by dating teachers from my school, dad. (laughs) I was like, wow, that's a good point. And the one teacher that he can't stand. (laughs) All right. So now we see Jen and Abby are at the wedding. They're all dressed up. They're drinking champagne. Jen tells Abby that there are no cute guys there. They're all middle-aged. And Abby tells her that she needs a father figure, somebody who has more sexual experience than her, if that's possible. And Jen just tells her to shut up. She says, and I'm sure they're all married. So Abby says, well, maybe it's time to graduate from Nymphette to Homewrecker. Cheers, homewrecker. <laughs> you literally just said it. See? Um, Abby says, we'll do. <laughs> Andy storms out and beelines straight to Abby and Jen. Abby tells her she loves her outfit. She looks like a little penguin. And Andy says, like, what are you doing here? And Abby says, raising hell. What are you doing here? <laughs> and Andy tells them that they shouldn't be here. This is a romantic occasion and she doesn't want them to ruin it. And Abby says, well, we'll just keep you company then. So Andy's like literally forcing them to leave. She grabs Abby's arm and she tells her that she doesn't need this distraction. Abby asks if she's kicking them out. So Abby says, are you kicking us out? And Andy says, yeah, it's not a tailgate party. It's an invitation only. And you're going to get us all in trouble. Like nobody even fucking noticed that they were there. (laughs) No, they didn't. They should have just stayed like, It's not like they were doing anything wrong. I agree. So Abby tells her that she might want to up the dosage on her mood stabilizers. And Jen tells Abby that they'll go back down to the boardwalk and they'll come back after dinner when everyone's a little more toasted and not so uptight. So Abby grabs a bottle of champagne on the way out. (laughs) Just sitting there. And she goes, for the road. (laughs) She loves her champagne, doesn't she? Yeah, it's going to be the death of her. Sorry. Um, so now Dawson finds Joey in the kitchen and asks her what's wrong. She's like, nothing. And she's like crying. So he says, You're crying. (laughs) She says, She's just really scared. She finally gets him back. And what if he hurts her again? I can't keep getting my heart broken by him, Dawson. And he tells her that in the back of her mind, she always kind of felt that as soon as her father got back, everything would be fine. Life would be perfect. Your father probably thought the same thing too, but he can't. And he tells her that they're both suffering and all the hurt and the pain isn't going to just disappear. And he tells her that she's been so strong these past three years dealing with petty gossip. Now's the time to show them that she has nothing to be ashamed of. He says, you're not alone in this. You have your father again and you have me. You'll always have me. (laughs) So she's crying. She hugs him. She thanks him. She like appreciates that he like 
gave the talk. So it was like his forced entry back into like having this conversation because he felt sort of like, you know, what he said earlier to Jack, like she wasn't talking to him about any of this. Yeah. So Joey is with her father now. They spent a lot of time in this back room. She brings up an old friend she had, Melissa Berry, and she asks her dad if he remembers her. And she tells him that the day that he was arrested, she heard Melissa in a stall talking about Joey and her family. And the next day she went to school and she walked right up to her and she smiled. And she says she's tough. She's always going to walk with her head held high and they can't crush her. And she tells him that she knows that he's made mistakes, but she's proud of him. (laughs) I was like, what? What is she? Her whole demeanor changes down this whole scene. I was like, what are you proud of him for? Like you're... Like she I was, don't know. She it's, was so angry over everything that he I know she's done. trying to like comfort him now and Yeah. So weird. Yeah. She says, but projecting strengths to the outside world is one thing. She says, please don't pretend with me and I won't with you. But I just wanted to say that I love you and I'm glad you're home. And they hug and they're both crying. And she's like, <laughs> this part was funny. She's like, now let's go out there. I want to show off my dad's olive cape sign. <laughs> I know. It's the complete opposite of what she was like afraid of. I know. She's like, she just changed her mind that fast. And now he's not ready. He says he's not ready to do it. And she's like, I don't care what they think, dad. I don't care what they think. Let's just go out there and prove it. I know because she, <laughs> she like really made him think. You know, so now she's like, oh, it's fine. It's totally fine. He's like, no, you're right. And uh, what was I thinking? I'm crazy. And we should take our time. And then he relapses. So, yeah, she's like, he, he she like scared him. <laughs> no, well, I mean, yeah, she, she really did. She hit, she hit her mark. That's for sure. <laughs> I was like, what is the big deal? Like people saw you at this wedding. You're catering the wedding. Like who gives a fuck? <laughs> Uh, Cape Side needs a, needs a drug dealer anyway, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Every town needs one. <laughs> I know. Like, where's everybody getting their weed? The the pothead in a stall? <laughs> this isn't 2022 yet, right? Stuff's not legal in certain areas yet. <laughs> so weird. Uh... All right. So, yeah, Joey's disappointed now. So now we are with Pacey and Andy. They're bringing out the cake. It looks totally perfect. The bride loves it. And Pacey asks Andy if she must be disgusted with all the sentiment and bogus symbolism. And she says, shut up, Pacey. And now we cut to Abby and Jen. Uh-oh, it's coming up. Oh, no. We're almost done. I don't I know. know. We cut to Abby and Jen walking up these steps to the dock. They're passing back and forth like a bottle of champagne. And Jen asks her if she thinks she'll ever get married. They get up to the top of the dock and there's like a bench kind of that like overlooks the bay and they both, well, Abby sits on the top portion that has no like protection. <laughs> like she could have easily just fell over. She's just sitting on like the railing. Yeah, pretty much. Bench. Yeah. And Abby says she doesn't think she'll ever be happy. Wherever I am, I'll always wish I'm someplace else. Whatever I have, I'll always want something different. And she says she just doesn't want to be a cliche. (laughs) So she takes the bottle out of Jen's hands and she stands up and she starts drinking from the bottle. And we see that she loses her balance and she falls over and she hits her head on the beam. 
and Jen just starts cracking up laughing. And Abby says, don't laugh. That hurt you, bitch. So <laughs> then she gets up and she, this is when she loses her balance again. And she falls over the side of the, I don't even know what it's called. The gazebo. They're at like a gazebo at the end of the pier. And they just go, she just goes right over the yeah, lid. She just falls right over. And Jen's screaming out her name and she doesn't see her. She went down into the water. So then yeah, Jen, she doesn't resurface, basically. Yeah. Jen jumps like into that. the water fully clothed and she can't find her either. So Casey, that's like a scary situation, though, before we move on. Like, can you imagine drinking, being, you know, drunk with your friend? them yeah. going over the edge and you not seeing them resurface like what i mean jen did a great thing she went right in after her and tried to save her life you know what i mean but like not everybody can do that especially when something so traumatic is happening you might not even your brain might not even be able to process this is what you need to do i mean jen hesitated i think she was waiting for you know abby's head to resurface and be like i'm fucking cold but yeah she just doesn't it's it's sad it's devastating yeah mm-hmm. i thought the same thing i was like i couldn't even imagine being in the situation where like me and my friend are just out having a good time and all of a sudden this freak accident happens and she fucking drowns and dies yeah it's so bizarre it's so bizarre so we're back at the wedding pacey and andy are slow dancing and she tells him that he was right when weddings aren't so bad but when they get married, they should do it in Venice. <laughs> she says, because it's the city of romance. And <laughs> His response like, is funny. <laughs> Pacey's looking around like, what is she talking about? And he says that he thinks by the time they're 30, that the city will have sunken into the sea. <laughs> uh, we see Gal sitting alone. She looks really sad and pissed. And Dawson goes over and asks her to dance. Um, he says a very wise person once told me that knowing what you want is half the battle the trick is to stay tenacious and not let any minor setback derail your vision and she just says thank you thank you honey jack is with joey he tells her that she did it the wedding was a success and she says that she's glad it's over it wasn't worth the stress (laughs) i was like jesus christ i'm surprised she's not like like in a ball on the floor by this point like with all the panic attack she had i know uh at this point we hear Chantal kraviatsik playing feels like home which is on the first dawson's creek soundtrack and jamie when i when i heard the opening chords to it um i got like kind of goosebumps and i started to get deja vu oh boy from like when i would listen to this song and it's so funny how music can do that to you but yeah this is like one of the better songs from season two that I can't believe they actually were able to keep on the streaming services. It's, it's so funny to me with, so all right. So songs are very common, obviously with TV shows and movies to help, you know, initiate emotions uh, to help portray whatever scene they're trying to, you know, get across um, with this show, maybe I recognize the music playing about 20% of the time, right? I, <laughs> unless it's like a song I know, the rest of it just kind of fades off in the background and I'm not paying attention to it. It's just whatever. Um, but occasionally you'll get those songs that pop out and you're like, wow, I want to look this song up. And I have actually 
because of certain K-dramas, <laughs> have discovered new songs. And it's uh, fantastic. I mean, especially even ones that are just, they're not in English. And I, I love them. I love them so much. I'm, I'm, I'm learning all new things. <laughs> I'm expanding my horizons. <laughs> it's fantastic. Guys, listen to music in other languages. I'm telling you. It's worth it. <laughs> Check it out. Oh, my God. So Joey's dad walks into the reception wearing a suit. He starts slow dancing with Joey. He tells her there's someone else who might want to dance with her. So we see Dawson and Gail walk up to Joey and her dad. And Gail says, hi, Mike. Welcome home. And they start dancing. And then Joey and Dawson are dancing together. And she just says, thank you for basically everything. Um, They tell each other they love one another. And they start kissing. So they're like kissing. I never saw a wedding where the wait staff was like slow dancing. With dancing. I, I know. Usually they're either, you know, with the plates in their hands. Cleaning making up. Rounds. They're cleaning <laughs> up or they're not on the floor. Um, <laughs> and these guys are just, they're everywhere. Like I said, they're the jack of all trades. They're the guidance counselors, the bouncers, the, you know, the okay. chefs. <laughs> and now they're, you know part of the wedding not the part of the wedding yeah so i mean whatever (laughs) it's great so they're having that cute scene where they're like finally sort of getting back to where they were and we cut to this terrible terrible ending of the episode where we literally see like the ambulance and like the police whatever and jen's like on the side crying but we just see abby in a body bag and her face is all like purple and she's dead blue and they yeah. zip up the body bag and take her out and jen's just standing on the side of the road all wet in a blanket crying and the episode ends she's and all by that, herself yeah it's very it's very very dramatic and yeah. um you're like what's gonna happen but the next episode is called abby morgan rest in peace and i actually watched <laughs> I actually watched a lot of it last night. <laughs> um, I didn't finish it, but I saw the opening and probably, I probably watched like 30 minutes of it because I just wanted to see what happened. But I remember during the funeral, Jen kind of goes a little off the rail. Yeah, we'll get into it. Of it. Yeah. But the opening scene kind of, uh, Michelle Williams is a really good actress. And um, yeah, the opening scene next week, I thought was very what's the word touching emotional it was emotional like you really do feel Michelle Williams yeah her emotions it's crazy intense scene I'm looking forward to it yeah it was it was good so yeah I'm, I'm excited to talk about that but all in all this was a good episode I think the major part of it was Abby Morgan dying and I know that Monica Keenan wanted out of her contract which is why they killed her off I think during the time that she wasn't on the episodes where like we were like where is she i think she was filming other things during this time yeah but um i've read like so many different articles where she just didn't want to be on the show anymore and that's why they didn't give her like a full commitment but they killed her off and let her out of her contract maybe she got a lot of hate because of the way morgan is still one of the better characters on this show oh i'm not she's she's always remembered you know Oh, well, you'll never forget Abby Morgan. But it's so funny. Like the first season that she was on, 
she wasn't she wasn't very likable but she was very it was she was a very funny character but oh, the more is. the more that they had her on and showed showed her relationship with jen and how she's can be so like conniving and just nasty to people she did become kind of hated you know yeah she did she had her moments but she was like the character you love to hate yeah when you google why did monica kina leave dawson's creek it says surprisingly monica kina herself was the driving force behind abby's demise though dawson's creek was a huge hit at the time the story goes that the actress had grown tired of starring in a teen soap and actually requested that her character be killed off well she went out with a bang (laughs) yeah she did and a splash (laughs) yeah she's like the well aside from gramps she's like the other major character that died on the show i wouldn't say gramps was a major character but um well they'll they'll have one more yeah there will be another they'll have two more i lied that's that's we were we were filming with them well i didn't film personally that scene it was um my friends Aubrey and our friend at the time that when we did extra work, they filmed with uh, the scene where Mitch dies. They have pictures with them. Yeah. I'm hoping that I can have Aubrey over ice cream. Come on, Mitch ice cream. You know, what's so funny. Like when I think about it now, I remember back then being like, wait, they're, they're killing Mitch off. Like, why would they kill Mitch off? Like, I didn't believe any of these top, like storylines that they were doing. Like, the Jack being painted, like, Titanic. I thought that was so dumb. And then when I saw it happening, I was like, what? Like, Jack being gay. I was like, what is it? Like, this show makes no sense now. Like, what are they doing? But watching it all now, it all sort of makes sense to me. Like, maybe... It comes just... full circle later, too. Like, it makes sense for a lot of the plots that happen later. Yeah. So they just... I think they had a vision, and they just needed to execute yeah like dawson with his film (laughs) but yeah but that's it that's our episode for the week shall we shall we learn a word (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah give us your word before we before we sign off (laughs) let's let's learn a word i would learn what word should we learn (laughs) i don't know (laughs) all right this is gonna be easy so we usually release our episodes on friday a lot of people don't listen to us until saturday morning so let's start with good morning shall we start with good morning that's a good idea yeah so there's a two different ways to say good morning both include the same word but there's a formal and non like informal i guess okay so ohio is good morning ohio yeah, not like not like the state. It's obviously spelled differently, but it's pronounced very similar. So it's like Ohio. And okay. then that's informal. So like, you know, close friends, relative, family, you know. But if you say you go to work, right? You you walk in there and you got your boss and older people around you, right? It's Ohio Gazimus. Gazimus apparently itself doesn't actually mean anything. It's just like a formality. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> Oh, I don't write the rules. I just repeat. Ohio Gazimus. Ohio Gazimus. So everybody knows how to say good morning now. Ohio. <laughs> Ohio Gazimus. <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> All right. Well, we hope people uh, remember this and use it in their daily life. <laughs> Practice it, guys. We're going to learn together. And you'll have to forgive me because I'm probably going to pronounce things not very well, but we will get through it. I'm excited. I hope you are too. (laughs) 
Um, all right. Well, why don't you tell everybody where to find your bookstagram? My bookstagram. My bookstagram has been a little silent lately. Sorry, Lo Santo, right? Um, a little Spanish for you. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> you still follow me because I still post. I'm just not a daily poster right now. Then anyways, you guys can follow me at jlynn underscore book lover right on Instagram. Beautiful. And <laughs> if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Creek Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. And if you want to rate and review us, please do so on iTunes, Spotify, Podchaser, Good Pod. Por favor. Por favor. <laughs> wherever you listen to your podcasts, we would love a, a five-star review. That would be amazing. Also, if you would like to send us an email, send it to creektalkpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you guys and give us like a funny Dawson's Creek related story or an anecdote or anything. We'll read it in the next episode. If you can't remember our email address, and that's totally fine if your memory is shot like mine, I'm pretty sure that I added the little email link right on our link tree. You did. Our link tree is linked to all of our socials. So if you go to the Creek Talk page on Instagram, it's right in our bio. It's in our bio on Twitter. I have it on my personal information and I think you have it on yours. So yeah, just send us an email. We would love to hear from you. And um, thanks for listening. We hope everybody has a great weekend. Just be kind to everybody. Peace and love, guys. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Bye. There's nothing else to do Oh, it's in color Your hair is brown